Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And uh, before I get cracking with all the news and headlines from around the world, it took me hours and hours and hours to find out for you. Um, let me tell you where I'm going to be tomorrow night as opposed to Guadalajara. I'm going to be in the city of Brantford here in Canada uh, watching Larone White take on Bradley. Um, oh, I forget Bradley's last name. Go figure. Senior moment. All right. Anyway, we're we'll out in Brampton. Uh, Brantford, uh, Bradley Wilcox, Lerone White, and uh, having a good time out there, as well as uh, our good friend Jen Williams, who we had on the Friday night panel last week. Anyway, let's uh, get down to business here. Speaking of uh, Guadalajara, it was good to see uh, a few a few comments with respect to John Ryder as to whether or not he has a chance. So I did a quick little bit of research and uh, found an article suggesting, in fact, that John Ryder does have a chance of beating Canelo Alvarez, although he's a massive underdog in the fight. Uh, this writer uh, is writing for uh, Bad Left Hook, and he says, uh, his name is Lewis Watson, by the way, and he says he can come up with six reasons why John Ryder, the gorilla, has a chance of beating Canelo Alvarez. One, pressure, pressure, pressure. You know what you're going to get with John Ryder, pressure in the pocket. The 34-year-old has found the sweet spot in the super middleweight division following disappointment at middleweight and looks in peak condition to once again unload for 36 minutes on the chest of the Mexican. Number two, preparation. Two years ago, Canelo was preparing for the second defense of his super middleweight titles against Billy Joe Saunders. In typical Saunders fashion, the British fighter said he would pull out uh, of the fight unless he got his way about the size of the ring in which they were to box. Saunders wanted a 20-foot ring, tw sorry, 24-foot ring. Canelo wanted an 18-foot ring. Uh, with the fight potentially at risk of falling through, John Ryder flew out to Dallas ready to step in as a last-minute opponent and grab the opportunity of a lifetime. It was also rumored that uh, Ryder would have fought Canelo instead of Dmitry Bivol if their May 2022 fight fell through due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. In summary, Ryder has been targeting Canelo long before the 32-year-old probably even knew his name. Number three, Canelo's wear and tear. 62 fights across five weight classes over 18 years. Canelo Alvarez's body has been through it. Add to that the multiple surgeries he's been through, most, re most recently to his wrist last year, and you've got a fighter that could start showing signs of wear and tear as he fights through the 30s. If any of this wear and tear surfaces on fight night, then Ryder has to be there to take full advantage. Number four, last chance hurrah. A desperate man is a dangerous man. Ryder is approaching the end of his career and has made it clear that he could well retire if Saturday night does not go his way. Yeah, potentially I could retire. It all depends on the manner that you lose, John Ryder told uh, Mirror Fighting. If you go in there and have a close fight, then there will be big nights. It's worth your time. It's worth your body. It's worth the sacrifices. If Ryder is willing to lay it all on the line, then his percentage creeps up slightly. Number five, a recent taste of defeat. 
Before Canelo's loss to Dimitri Bivol, he has gone 16 fights and eight years in the winning corner. Defeat wasn't considered an option to him, and arguably to some of the judges scoring his fights. But now, with a recent taste of an L in his mouth, it's less inconceivable that he suffers another in the near future. Ryder is a very different fighter than Bivol in different weight class, so we're not expecting any Russian blueprint to be followed. But the more the Briton can do to sow negative seeds in the head of Canelo, the better. What? That's five reasons. I thought you said he had six reasons. Well, well, son of a gun. I was wrong. <laughs> five, five reasons. There you go, sports fans. All right, let's have a quick look at what Eddie Hearn uh, has to say. Um, oh, before you know what? Before I go to Eddie Hearn, let me just have a quick look. Oh, yes, right. We're going to start off with every time Canelo, because this is regarding the pay-per-view numbers, which are pretty low for this particular fight. Every time Canelo Alvarez fights Eddie Hearn, the world is watching. Every country in the world wants to host a Canelo Alvarez fight. Uh he said that at the pre the kickoff press conference uh, for his Guadalajara, um, his fighters Guadalajara matchup against Sean Ryder, as you know. Eddie Reynoso said to me, Guadalajara, Mexico, that's where we must fight. I said, hang on a second. We have an offer from the Middle East. We have an offer from Las Vegas, Los Angeles, England. But Eddie and Saul said, nope, it must be Mexico. We must come home. Hearn said, the world will be watching then. So I'm so happy. Uh, they're going to do it because this is the moment and a fight that will be remembered in the history of boxing and Mexican sport forever, said Hearn. Sport is about chasing dreams and about chasing legacy, but we all know that money sometimes controls the sport. You're very lucky that you have two men, a team of people, a city, and a country that supports boxing and remembers where it all started and the importance of inspiring the next generation. On May 6th, you'll have a moment at that party you'll never forget. The whole world will be watching Guadalajara on May 6th except for us, who will be at uh, Brantford uh, watching uh, Wilcox take on uh, White. Anyway, we look forward to welcoming you and a tremendous evening, said Hearn. Thank you. Appreciate that, Eddie. All right. Also, speaking of Eddie Hearn, Eddie Hearn has confirmed that talks to stage the bout on the same night as Alexander Yusick and Tyson Fury are ongoing, he said. The heavyweight legend, uh, this would be... Uh, uh, Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis was asked to pick his winner if, in fact, that fight was to happen between Auntie Joshua and Wilder on that night. And Lewis said, Joshua against Wilder? Definitely Wilder. And he even went on to explain why. This is Lennox Lewis. Wilder's got that thing in him where he wants to hurt you. And I've seen it every time he throws that right hand. He's trying to damage you with that right hand. He throws it with intention. There's a short little piece on uh, Eddie's hopes and dreams for his other fighter, Anthony Joshua, who I think will go down to defeat when he takes on Deontay Wilder if that fight happens uh, in that quartet that's supposed to happen in Saudi Arabia in December. Speaking of fighters that want revenge, let's talk about Josh Taylor for a sec. Josh Taylor wants to finish the work George Combosis Jr. started. The WBO 140-pound titleist from Scotland will defend his belt against Teofomo Lopez on June 10th at the Madison Square Garden in New York City. The fight has been pitched as a make-or-break moment as both fighters have looked unimpressive 
in their last outings in the ring. Taylor's coming off a highly controversial win over Jack Catterall a year ago, and Lopez has looked mostly pedestrian ever since he was upset by Combosis in their lightweight unification fight back in 2021. Wow, time flies. In an infamous moment, Lopez was caught questioning himself on live television shortly after the conclusion of his 10-round, 140-pound contest with Spain's Sandor Martin last December, also at Madison Square Garden, where Lopez won on a split decision. So Taylor is betting that he can make another dent in Lopez's confidence, going so far as to say he will retire the 25-year-old. Says Taylor, that loss he got from Cambosa certainly dented his confidence and his ego. His ego's taken a massive hit. You can see he's a bit mentally fragile anyway. Me, with this fight, I plan on retiring this guy. I plan on giving him that much of a beating that he doesn't think he's ever going <laughs> to be that guy anymore. He's already got them doubts. I'm going to cement them and retire him. Wow. Good for him. All right. Let's move on to another uh, English story. Uh, Joshua Boazzi is set to resume his career. The 2016 Olympic bronze medalist for Great Britain tipped the scales at 174 pounds during the official pre-fight weigh-in uh, weigh at uh, King Suite Hotel in uh, Birmingham. Boazzi faces Poland's Paweł Stepien, which we've talked about before, and he checked in at the 175-pound light heavyweight limit for their scheduled 12-rounder, which will be shown on Sky Sports uh, uh, over at the Resorts World Arena as I said, in Birmingham. A few words were exchanged during the obligatory post-Wayne stare-down between the main event participants, though it did not devolve into anything physical, as we've seen in the recent past. Buatsi, who's 16-0, 13 knockouts, will ends, uh, sorry, Buatsi ends a 50-week inactive stretch, his longest since the pandemic. Much of the time out of the ring was attributed to a promotional dispute with Matchroom, from whom he split to eventually join Ben Shalom's boxer. That's B-O-X-X-E-R. The stallout included a pair of intriguing matchups that fell through the cracks, an IBF light heavyweight title eliminator versus lineal champ Jean Pascal, and a shot at WBA 175-pound titleist Dimitri Bivil. Boazzi was last seen in a 12-round victory over Craig Richards, last May, and that was held at the O2 in London. Stepien, for his part, he's 18-0-1 with 12 knockouts. He fights on the road for the first time as a pro, and it comes on his second try as a 32-year-old from Poland's previously due to face former WBA super middleweight titleist Callum Smith back on March 11th in Liverpool. Smith, however, was forced to withdraw due to injury, which prompted Stepien's team to look elsewhere for a sizable payday, which led to the showdown with Boazzi. The evening's co-feature, by the way, marks a watershed moment for British boxing. The nation's Lonsdale at the British belt will be at stake in a women's bout for the first time in 114-year history. Vying for the crown, 2020 uh, Olympic gold medalist Lauren Price, she's 3-0, one knockout, meets Wolverhampton's Kirsty Bavington, Bavo, 7-3-2, by the way, two knockouts, in a scheduled 10-rounder in their welterweight division. Price is a gifted 28-year-old southpaw from Wales, who only turned pro last June. Uh, it was 146 pounds, uh, while the 30-year-old Babington was 146 pounds as well. Um, good fight, good result coming up, sure. All righty, let's have a look at Eris Landy uh, Lara. He'll defend his middleweight title against Danny Garcia on August 5th. The WB has just announced the Showtime main event is expected to take place at Brooklyn's Barclays Center. 
uh, at the 155 pound catch weight. Uh, also, women's boxing star Amanda Serrano's next fight is for high stakes against an old rival. Serrano will put her undisputed featherweight title on the line against Heather Hardy in the co-main event of the Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz card, if he's out of jail, uh, on August 5th in Dallas. Uh, Serrano beat Hardy, her fellow Brooklyn resident, in a grueling unanimous decision victory back in 2019 to win the WBO women's featherweight belt. Yeah, I suppose if she wins in August, Serrano will seek a rematch with Katie Taylor in Taylor's hometown of Ireland. Uh, the two fought last year in what was the first ever women's headliner at Madison Square Garden and one of the biggest women's boxing match ever, as we all know. Serrano, as we also know, is promoted by Jake Paul's Most Valuable Promotions. And that, my friends, is the end of this show. I appreciate you joining me here on Talk and Fight. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We'll see you later on at 4 p.m. Eastern time when I join Mike Gore and Cedric Ben for their show Knuckle Up, as well as at 7 p.m. Uh, for the Friday night panel, uh, along with Tim Witherspoon. Thank you. See you later.